think as a parent, something that you relearn when you have your children and something that you see through your children in a nostalgic way is play and how fun it can be and all of the developmental foundations that it can set for you as a human being. There's a quote that we love. It's Dr. Seuss and it is, you never know the value of a moment until it becomes a memory. And so if we're focusing on play, we're really focusing on helping families make valuable memories. Welcome to the Mother Honestly podcast. This is your host, Blastine Adeshion, founder and CEO of Mother Honestly. On this show, we interview ambitious women that are thriving in and beyond motherhood. Expect honest and real conversations that will encourage and inspire you to take actions on your dreams. Welcome to the Mother Honestly podcast. Today with me, I have Sarah Robinson. She's the founder and CEO of The Wonder. And I don't want to give it away because I want Sarah to help us explain what The Wonder does um, out of New York City. And I believe they have plans to take over the world. Sarah, welcome to the Modern Honestly podcast. How are you? I'm wonderful, Blessing. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my goodness. It's been, we've been trying to get you to come on the podcast ever since we found out about the wonder out of New York. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's been, it's just been exciting to watch your growth in the last couple of weeks or months. <laughs> Why am I saying weeks? Mm-hmm. Definitely months. Um, but I wanted to learn more about what, what do you, who are you and what is the wonder? <laughs> well, thank you so much for those kind words. There certainly has been a lot of growth over the last few weeks and the last few months. So, um, so that works. Uh, my name is Sarah Robinson, as you said, um, founder of The Wonder, and we are a community space that is dedicated to bringing more joy to familyhood. Oh my goodness. That's, that's, that sounds amazing. And how do you guys do that? So <clears throat> we're a space. We found that the most important thing you can do for your child is play. And we really wanted to create a space that facilitated that play. And not just for children, but for adults too. I think as a parent, something that you relearn when you have your children and something that you see through your children in a nostalgic way is play and how fun it can be and all of the developmental foundations that it can set for you as a human being and set you up for success as a human being. And so everything that we do at The Wonder is to facilitate not just play for children and learning for children, but giving adults permission to be a kid again and to play with their kids and to put down their phones and make those memories and have that quality time together as a family. Everyone needs to play, right? And, um, you know, what does that mean In, in reality? It means that we have um, 8,000 square feet in our flagship in Tribeca. Uh, we have several classrooms. We have an adult-only space so that while your children are in a class, you can actually take a minute to yourself and have an adult conversation or do a little bit of work. Uh, we have a nursery where you can rock your baby, put her down for a nap, feed um, your son or daughter in a quiet space. Um, changing stations, all of those things that you need as a parent, but also 
1,500 square foot play space that changes seasonally as in its theme. So it doesn't just feel like an indoor jungle gym. It really feels like an immersive environment that stimulates the imagination. Right now it's themed heroes and villains. So it looks like the inside of a comic book. It's really cool. Uh, we have a cafe, we have a bar. So parents can have a glass of wine and relax and have a chat with a friend and also feed their kids. And then kids can go and play because I don't know if your kids are like mine, but mine finish eating in five or 10 minutes <laughs> and oh, then they're off to play. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> my son zooms, he like literally zooms through his meal this morning. I was like, are you sure you're done? It's like, I'm done. Yeah. Of course, half of it was in his bib, right? And then the other half maybe landed in his mouth and some on the floor. And I was just like, okay, that was literally like three minutes flat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he was ready to get out of his eye chair at that point. And um, yeah, so I definitely do agree with that. And it looks like, I mean, from what I could gather from, you know, just the excitement around the wonder when it opened up and all the amazing things that I've seen you guys do, um, it seems like the workspace is really my biggest. I was actually really excited about that. The fact that I can just like literally sneak away for a few minutes to get some, uh, you know, to get some walk in is, so can you walk us through what that looks like? Is that, you know, is that a sitter that watches them during that time? Or is this the wonder um, folks that watches the kids during that time? So typically uh, the way that we set it up was so that kids would be taking a class while their parents were in there working. Here's the funny thing that we found. We dedicated a huge footprint and amount of square footage to that space. And in fact, parents rarely use it because they are coming to our space to be together as a family. And we have found that fascinating. So we're actually downsizing the grown-ups only space that we have. We will still uh, have the ability for parents to work in our space just in a smaller footprint. And we're going to dedicate that space to uh, something even more fun that we will unveil in a couple of months. Oh, that is exciting. I'm, and I'm, that's, I'm very, very surprised by, by that assessment um, that parents actually wanted to spend more time because, you know, when you guys started, I believe a lot of people were really excited about the fact that, oh my goodness, I'm going to be able to walk out of this space. And then to see that they actually get there and they get sucked in <laughs> into like the wonder, right? <laughs> and they don't want to leave their kids or leave that play area just so they can spend more time with them. I think that's, that's fascinating and exciting. Um, so Sarah, let's, let's back, let's back a little bit I want to learn more about you so how did you get your start how did Sarah become Sarah and you know how did the wonder come about based on all of your experiences leading up to that moment sure um you know I think one thing that was imprinted on me and and the reason why my co-founder and I find the idea of play so important is because growing up our best memories are our parents playing with us and the activities that we did together as a family. And so that was always in the back of my mind as, you know, this company was being concepted and, and ideated on and, and launched. So that's kind of foundational for both of us. Um, this really came about because I had my first son and took him to a children's class. And I was just shocked, you know, in becoming a mother, I I think I was shocked about three things because 
I thought that becoming a mom and being on maternity leave, I would, you know, find a community and be with other people with babies all the same age and <laughs> walk my son down the sidewalk in a nice stroller and be like, tra-la-la, and it would be wonderful and e not easy, but I thought that there would be a community there for me. And I, I, I was shocked to find, um, you know, motherhood differed for me in three ways. Uh, I found it to be terribly isolating. Um, it was one of the loneliest times of my life becoming a mom. I, unless all your friends <clears throat> and colleagues have babies at the exact same time, you are for the most part home alone with a new person who doesn't speak yet, whose needs you're still trying to calibrate and understand. And that can be really, um, you know, scary, I think, for, for a lot of people. It was for me. Um, number two, I found it to be completely polarizing. I had to choose if I was going to do something for myself or if I was going to do something for my son. And there was no offering that served us both. Either I was going to try to have a cup of coffee for myself or meet a friend for a glass of wine for myself. And he was going to be miserable and crawling all over the place and, you know, disrupting the restaurant we were in or whatever. Or I was going to turn my brain off and take him to baby class where <clears throat> all of the grownups were pretty much ignored um, and not included in, in the activities um, only as, you know, kind of like a support, but your brain was not engaged. And then three, I found it to be so uninspiring. You know, I sat in these, in these baby classes and nothing had changed since 1984 when I was a little kid. It was all, um, it was all exactly the same. And it didn't involve parents at all. There was no, why was there no storytelling? Why was there no pop culture woven into the activities that we were doing? It felt to me like such a small amount of effort could generate such an inspiring time with your child. <clears throat> I, I found that really difficult to wrap my head around. And so at the same time, a lot of communities were popping up, a lot of really cool co-working communities um, that were galvanizing around particular uh, types of community or ideal. And, you know, I just found it so strange that no one had made that for parents. Mm. And I really wanted to. And that's when I started talking to my co-founder, Noria, who was at Target at the time. And she and I, you know, we really, we just got into um, our backgrounds. We're both brand people. We both come from a marketing background. And, um, and we, we got really, really into this idea and how we could be inspiring both to children and parents and create this home base for parents um, and make it easy to bring more joy to familyhood. Oh, I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it. I think you guys are doing great and important work and this is something that is needed. I know that, you know, when, when we lived and you guys live in New York where it's super cold and and half yeah. the time, especially during the winter, you don't want to do, you, you're stuck inside, you know, you're, you feel like you're stuck in a shoebox and the kids are, you know, going nuts and you just want to get them out of the house and, you know, have the family have fun. And when it's so cold, you know, it's kind of like, oh, you know, we can't play outside. We can't, you know, really do all of the fun things that we normally want to do. But now that we have, a, there's a cool space for recreation, for, for experiences, for human connection, for the kids to have fun, for mom and dad to let loose a little bit. I, I mean, 
can you guys move to Houston? <laughs> sure. Because yes, I would, totally I, be I would love a little sunshine. <laughs> I would totally be a, a customer. And, and I think one of the things for me too is really just having them play without, you know, worrying about them, you know, breaking any furniture in the house or, you know, messing up the house and you have to clean that up again. Um, you know, and I think just being out there and being creative and, you know, mm-hmm. taking nice classes and having, you know, mom and dad relax a little bit. Um, that, that just sounds super exciting and kudos to you guys for putting this together. Um, let's still remain in, in, in the backup stage that we were of, you know, what, what did you do before the wonder and how did you know that you were ready um, to take on such a challenge? Um, because I, I can imagine, you know, having to come up with this idea, create all this, all this pitch deck, meet with investors, you know, sign your lease and put your name on it. Um, how did all of that, you know, how were you able to navigate that as a founder? <laughs> Good question. I don't think anyone is ever ready for this big of an undertaking. Someone said, start before you're ready. And I really took that advice to heart. I was seven and a half months pregnant when I closed the round of funding for this space. Oh my goodness. I was in the delivery room signing the lease to location number one for the wonder. Um, so, you know, readiness. I'm not sure that, that I ever felt totally ready, but, um, you know, my career prior to founding the wonder started in the beauty and fashion world. I worked for Matt Cosmetics for six and a half years and had the privilege of working for a best in class brand and really understanding how you can connect with your customer by telling a story and wrapping a story around your product. So I was always fascinated by our creative team and how they would work with product development to take you know, a red lipstick that they put on counter in fall and come up with this story about smoky jazz clubs and, you know, this whole scenery that told a story about this kind of red lip that you're wearing in the fall and then take, a, you know, the same lipstick and make it part of a color story for spring that was centered around flower power and blooms and, you know, it's all about floating color. And I love that kind of storytelling. I know Noria does as well. And no one had ever put that kind of storytelling around children's curriculum and activities and classes. And, you know, that was part of, of the foundation of, of the wonder and, and what we do here and how we look at our programming through that pop culture lens. And I think having that training and that background and that lens is what really prepared me to launch this company. Oh, I love that. I love that. And I think that you're, you're absolutely right. You know, we've been looking at, and that's one of the reasons, obviously the, we started, um, you know, more honestly and, and, and half of what we do is storytelling and sharing the stories of women like you, obviously. But I think that, you know, when we, when we look at all those different brands that are cool, right. It's like, why don't anybody do cool things for, for kids? <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Just make it cool. Exactly. Make it cool. You know, like we're spending so much money and so much time making cool, 
cool things for adults. And, you know, we're forgetting that our kids need to be inspired as well. They need to be in a, you know, in a nice environment that, you know, that enhances their creativity. Um, and, and that's one of the things that gets me excited about the wonder and, and, you know, just all the cool things that you guys are doing for kids and helping them, you know, ex expand their, their, their imagination. And, and that's, that's something that I wish, you know, my kids have access to. So we're definitely going to be visiting when we, when we come to New York, I, I don't know if you guys take visitors, but we, we might sneak in if, if we can. <laughs> I, I will put you on my permanent guest list. <laughs> we would love to have you. Thank you. So, um, so, so walk us through, um, you know, the current challenges as a founder. I know you started this with Nora and, um, and you guys, you know, were able to respond. Can you give us, you know, just an idea of, and this is just to help other moms that are looking to maybe start a, a business, right? And they're they wondering where to start. Um, so can you walk us through what that looked like, um, you know, from idea to pitching to raising funds and to actually, you know, signing those papers and, and starting the business? And, you know, if there's any challenge that you faced during that process, especially uh -huh. as a mom that was pregnant too, right? You were, you said you were someone pregnant at, that, at the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, the challenges are numerous. <laughs> I will say. Um, you know, one really important thing is in choosing, if, you, if you're going to have a co-founder, and I recommend that everybody does, when you get into it, the highs are so high and the lows are so low, you really need another person who has your back, who you trust completely to walk this path with you. It is, it is a difficult path at times. Um, and when it's, when it's a great path and you have successes, those successes are even sweeter when you can share them with another person. Um, and I knew that that was in Noria when we were fundraising, you know, no matter what, no matter how great an idea you have, um, no matter how well your proof of concept goes, every investor Every investor is paid to doubt you and to try to poke holes in your proposal and your ideas. And so day after day, you're having a thousand conversations and hearing people say no over and over again. You know, you collect 999 no's to get one yes. And that can be daunting and it can be difficult. And if you don't have grit and determination, it will wear you down. And so I remember one day I went into Noria's office. She was still working full time. And I had been out fundraising and I was like, oh my God, you know, are we, is this ever going to get funded? Is this going to happen? And she's like, there's no way this doesn't get funded. And I was like, all right, you know, it just takes the other person to like pick you back up and vice versa. And you do that for each other. And that's, that is so important. And no one should, um, you know, underestimate the, the value of, a co-founder like that. No, right, um, she is. Her boys are slightly older than my kids. So when we started having these conversations, her boys were about four and five. And I had a one-year-old. So my son is now three and I have a one-year-old. My daughter is one. Oh, that's, oh my goodness. You guys so. are still in the thick of things. <laughs> <laughs> I have sure a four are. now, so I'm like, 
I'm, 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 I'm basically giving you the side high from here. Like, how did you pull all of this <laughs> off with, you know, newborns? <laughs> oh my gosh. Sometimes we aren't sure how we did it. Um, you know, I think I, I have a wonderful team who was very supportive in, um, you know, through the birth of my daughter and the launch of the company. And I fed my baby in a lot of meetings. Everyone got really comfortable with um, breast pumps and breastfeeding and uh, crying babies and, and all of that. Luckily, because we, the company that we were founding happened to be uh, for families, I think that was a major convenience because I could put my daughter down for a nap in our nursery run out and meet investors, come back in, uh, meet members, all of that kind of stuff. So that was certainly a convenience that we had. But, um, you know, for, for other founders out there, I think another important thing to note is that if your idea is worth making, there are going to be other people with the same idea out there. Um, and it really just comes down to the execution of that idea, having the right team around it and bringing it to life. And nothing just comes together. You have to drag it out by its heels, kicking and screaming. And it is all about the execution of that idea. And that is what will propel you into success. And that is what will get you funded. Wow, that is, that is um, super, super inspiring. Thank you for sharing that. And, uh, and, and one of the things also to bear in mind is you, you founded a company before, um, and, mm -hmm. and you, you, you obviously took some learnings from that. Um, can you share with us what you learned from your former company and how you brought that into the wonder? Sure. My startup prior to the wonder is called Preconceived. So it's in the space of fertility, pregnancy, and parenthood. And it's, it's based on the idea that when you're wanting to become a parent or when you are a new parent, there are so many peripheral questions that you have and services that you need that are not provided by your doctor. So that is everything from you know, labor and delivery knowledge prior to you delivering a child, um, newborn care, infant CPR, sleep coaching, um, nutritionist, um, you know, therapy, when you're going through um, IVF, or when you're having difficulty conceiving, having someone to talk to, giving yourself strategies for managing it and, and getting through the stress of it. Um, talking to nurses about all the injections that you have to do um, when going through IVF. So, you know, just a personal note, <clears throat> I did IVF for both of my children. Um, and so I've been through all three stages of, you know, needing help conceiving pregnancy and parenthood. And really what I learned in, in the process of building that company, um, you know, so it's access to coaches in all of those areas I just mentioned. What I learned in building that company is parents need so much additional support. And it's just, especially at the time, it wasn't talked about. There wasn't easy access. I think there are, are several companies right now working in that space, which is great because 
it shouldn't be, you should not just be alone and be fumbling through the darkness on your own to try to figure all of this stuff out. Um, And so, you know, building, building preconceived as a company, it really gave me insights into all the pain points that parents have. Um, The difference between preconceived and the wonder is preconceived is very technical and it's solving pain points through um, evidence-based clinical um, expertise and information. So it's very tactical and technical, whereas the wonder is coming from a point of inspiration. And that is something that I've really loved about starting the wonder. You know, it's, it's very much about building a brand that connects with families and not just with parents, but with children too. And it has kind of given me permission to be a kid again, which is really fun. I love it. I love it. And, and you know, you guys are doing such important work um, for moms. So, so walk us through, um, you know, now that the wonder is here, now that, you know, you've had, you know, the opportunity to create this experiment, right? When you were thinking about this, this was an experiment. You, you wanted to find out if it was going to work and you were basically bringing in investors, helping them understand, you know, how this was going to work. And now that you've had this experiment, what have you found as the, you know, the one thing that, you know, and I, and you kind of touched on this a little bit, you know, the, the guests, the, the workspace that you thought was going to be utilized, that wasn't utilized, but what have you found as a, um, you know, as a benefit that you were not thinking of when, when this space came to be that you now find um, as one of the major benefits of the wonder? That is an interesting question. I, so, you know, the quote I gave in the beginning of our interview, the most important thing you can do for a child is play, is a sentiment that we discussed, but did not articulate in that concise a way pre-launch. That is very much something that we knew and felt we were driving at, but then after launch and an observation and understanding that parents really do seek a a space and time to be together as a family, particularly millennial parents, um, we really understood among several principles and pillars that we wanted to activate on that really centering on play was so important to us as a brand. And understanding the bifurcation of play, not just for children. And I think that's what every other, any other company that's out there really tends to focus on just the kids. And that's why I had that very polarizing experience. Um, But we, also include the parents and we give permission for grown-ups to play too. And that's a very difficult principle to execute on because design-wise and aesthetically and visually for our interiors, for all of our marketing materials, for our website, for all of the touch points of our classes, you are bilingual because you are joyful and playful enough in all of your materials to appeal to children, but you're also elevated enough that you are engaging to adults. And that's a very fine line to walk. 
Oh my goodness. That is, that is amazing. And, and I love that, you know, you, you guys found this so early on in, 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 in your company to really understand that this play is our value proposition. And it's just as simple as that. <laughs> and, and, yeah. you know, and, and, and really engaging, not just the kids, but also, also the parents in, in a form of play that is, you know, that is so unique and in a unique environment because I've seen your pictures and I obviously know that you guys spent so much time and effort to create this experience, right, um, for, for, for kids. And, you know, there, there's been so many research that shows that, you know, giving your, your kids experiences is much more, 10 times better than giving them a gift, you know, and, and that's what you guys have been able to do is create an experience that is super easy and affordable for parents to give their kids. So, um, so, so, uh, so Sarah, this is, this is all exciting. I'm, I'm actually super excited um, to, to learn more about, you know, what the next step is for, for the wonder. What, what are some of the things that you guys are excited about, um, you know, in, in the next year, especially in 2020. So 2020, you know, we're talking about 2020 as the year of the mother, the year that parenthood, you know, comes to the forefront of, you know, of our society, we're talking about it. Our legislative leaders are talking about it. What are some of the, um, you know, some of the exciting things you guys have planned at the Wonder? So, there's a quote that we love. It's Dr. Seuss, and it is, "You never know the value of a moment until it becomes a memory." And so, if we're focusing on play. We're really focusing on helping families make valuable memories. And I think one of the biggest goals for us and, and, and what we are seeking to do in 2020 is fit ourselves into this conversation on parenthood and become part of this parenting zeitgeist, become part of pop culture in, in parenting. Um, and be a part of family's memories so that 20 years from now, when they reflect, they're like, oh, remember that, that time at the wonder and how we do that. Um, everyone will, will have to, we're going to have to keep you posted on that, but we have some very exciting plans in the works to, um, expand in a few different ways. So I will, I'll have to share more news with you soon about that. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, <laughs> but certainly looking at, at how to do that. And, you know, over the summer, I had an experience where I was put, I was strapping my son into his car seat and my next door neighbor had been telling me over the summer, you know, her son is going to college, her son is going to college. And I saw her come out of her house with a big box and her son was getting in the car and her sister was there helping load in all of his stuff and they were driving him to college. And I was like, oh my God, this is such a big moment for them. And I'm witnessing this very special family moment as I'm strapping my son in. It's gonna be 30 seconds and that's gonna be me. I'm gonna be driving my baby boy to school. And so, that is why those memories are so important to help families create. And that's why I think, you know, the news that we have to share later this year, um, I think will help touch so many more families and, and we're going to be able to really create some awesome memories together. Oh, 
super excited. Thank you so much, Sarah. I mean, you guys are phenomenal. Um, so, so, <laughs> so what advice do you have for, for moms that are scared, right? Like, for example, I, I have this burning idea. I, you know, it's a startup and I am terrified of even, you know, putting my pitch deck in front of investors and you know it just seems daunting I'm like where do I even start who where do I go to um so can you just maybe a little just a, a few minutes what is the best way to get yourself in front of in front of investors and how can you get over that fear that initial fear in the beginning I think you have to just get comfortable with the fear and recognize that if fear is there and you're uncomfortable that's a good thing. Fear gets you out of your comfort zone and fear helps you build something new. You know, when you're working out and your muscles hurt, they hurt because they're getting stronger. And that's how you have to view fear. In terms of getting your pitch deck in front of investors, you, it often will look like a dead end and then someone connects you to someone else and someone connects you to someone else and you just have to keep going. And you know that you're going to have a thousand conversations. I'm not kidding about that number. Write it down. A thousand (laughs) conversations, you know, write everybody's name down. When there are no, say, thank you very much for that. No, like now I've collected another no until I have 999 and I am going to get my 1000th is going to be a yes. And I hope that everyone's yes comes, you know, at conversation number 17 but it doesn't always. And if it takes you to 999 to get that, yes, you just keep going. You just don't stop. You just keep going. Wow. That is, that is amazing. Thanks for sharing that. So um, just to kind of, you know, we're, we're getting to, um, you know, to where we start closing up, closing out the, the, the podcast. Um, but Sarah, you, you mentioned that, you know, you, you were doing this with, you know, very, very young kids, you know, pregnancy and, and two babies and, you know, IVFs. And I, I just can't imagine how you were able to pull it off. So can you share some of the, um, you know, ways that you were able to, you know, combine this whole idea, right? And the process of raising funds with, you know, starting a family and raising a family. And what was, what was your, um, what was the, the contributions um, from your spouse and how did that help in making sure that, you know, you were able to effect- effectively bring this idea, you know, home, right? You were able to mm-hmm. execute and, and get things done in, in a very, you know, effective and, and, and speedy manner. <clears throat> so my husband is a true partner and shares the responsibility uh, and the joy of raising children and running a household equally with me. And I could not do it without his support. He is an awesome dad. He is oftentimes, I think, better with the kids than me. He is great at pretending. He makes up treasure hunts for the kids. He remains calm when Our kids are trying to push our buttons. He is great at getting down on their level and totally diffusing the situation. Um, He is an awesome chef, which I am in awe of because for a long time, you know, I had a, I had some part-time caregiving help. So, 
you know, I would have a babysitter come help me for a few hours during the day, but um, kind of the witching hour and the early to late afternoon and the start cooking dinner time was, was my time with the kids. And so, you know, I was pregnant and my son would be having a meltdown and I'd be trying to have phone calls with investors and also trying to start dinner. And it was just like too many things going on at once. And it would just fry my brain. Whereas he finds cooking to be very soothing and methodical for him because it's a recipe that you're following. For me, I'm like, oh my God, like the onions are burning. Where's the other ingredients that I needed and like, oh my God, and it's going to burn and not going to be good and whatever. Um, and so I, for us, I think it was great to just figure out, okay, who likes doing what and let's try to divide it up that way. And, and thank God he's just, he's such a wonderful partner and, and finds joy in, in a couple of those things that I find really difficult. So that's, you know, that's certainly I think the key to how I was able to do all of this at once. Um, and we just, we participate equally. I think that's such an important conversation to have. It's an important conversation for our country to have around, you know, switching the lexicon from maternity leave to parental leave and how, you know, we stop using the word primary and secondary caregiver. Um, and it's two parents when there are two parents in the picture that are participating equally. Um, and we just remove that nomenclature around maternity leave. Oh, and that's, that's impressive. Yeah. That's impressive. I, you know, and I think, I think there's a book that just came out fair play, fair play that I have been reading. Um, and, you know, it kind of just details how, couples can really come together and, you know, and balance the workload a little bit. And, 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 and you, you, you hit the nail on the edge, Sarah. It doesn't have to be, you know, for me, it doesn't have to be 50-50, right? If, if my husband loves to cook and loves to do the laundry and, you know, I love to take the trash out and, and hang out with the kids, like we don't need to sit down and say, oh, you're doing five things and I'm doing two things, you know, or, or 10 things, but really just understand, you know, what can we both do to really ensure that we're freeing up time for our own personal accomplishments, right? And I think you and your husband have been able to do that so beautifully. Um, so thank you for sharing that because that's something that a lot of people are not comfortable sharing. And we need to talk a lot more about that. And, and, and also about parental leave, right? Where it shouldn't be a maternity leave. It should be that everybody gets parental leave and everybody gets to bond and spend time with their kids. Um, my husband had two months of, parent, of parental leave and he was home with my son. And that has really helped right? He knows exactly where things are. He knows what to do with him. I'm not exactly leaving notes, you know, saying, hey, you know, I'm leaving. Here's the bottle. Here's the wipes. Here's X, Y, and Z. Here's what you need to do with him. He knows exactly what he needs to be doing. Um, and that has really helped us in balancing work and life. Well, Sarah, thank mm -hmm. you so much for, for coming on the Mother Honestly podcast. We are super excited um, to share to share your, your knowledge and your experience, Beauty and the Wonder, with, um, with all of our listeners. Where can our listeners find you and the Wonder? Wonder, the Wonder.us is our website, and you can follow us at the Wonder on Instagram.
Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much, Sarah. And we hope to see you at the summit. We would love to hear more about your story and you know how how you know how the wonder is doing now. Hopefully by then you'll be able to share with us some of those um, secret proprietary information. <laughs> of course. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. And blessing, thank you so much for hosting me on the show today. I really appreciate it. Have a wonderful <laughs> rest of your Friday and enjoy your weekends with the family. You too. Happy weekend. Yeah. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Mother Honestly podcast. If you want more of what we're talking about, head to motherhonestly.com for relevant content for mothers at work, in business, and those figuring out their next steps. Mother the Summit 2020 will be here before you know it. Save the date in your calendar for October 1st and 2nd at the Brooklyn Expo Center, New York where 1,000 plus women will rise together in motherhood. I'm asking you for a favor. Please rate and review our podcast. Your reviews help us grow, and we love growing here at Mother Honestly. Bye for now. See you next week.